Welcome to Season 2 of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs Podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to Season 1. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our Season 1 content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. Along with us today is producer Randy. 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 So, uh, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Upper Thames Brewing Company out of Woodstock, Ontario. Yes, sir, we are. And we're going to be trying two beers. The first is Dark Side, which is an award-winning chocolate stout. And their second is one of their newest releases, the 2021 Harvest Ale, which is a collaboration with the Tavistock Hop Company. And it is a pale ale. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, we're going to be finishing up today's episode. We're going to be talking about our favorite TV shows. Upper Thames is located at 225 Bysham Park Drive, Unit 9, in Woodstock, which is just a couple minutes off the 401 and just a little slightly off Dundas Street, or some people may know it as Highway 2. Uh, The brewery (laughs) had their grand opening on August 18th, 2016, and to my surprise, doing a little bit of research, is the only brewery in Oxford County. Wow. Yeah, that is interesting. Maybe we need more breweries in Oxford County then. Uh, They must like their Bud Light. I think I think they do. Uh, so this brewery was founded by five different people: uh, Carl Bloomfield, Mo Morris, Josh Bowes, Chad Patton, and Frank Rasso. With four of them being native to Woodstock, and uh, now it's just down to Carl, Mo, and Chad who retain ownership. So uh, not sure what happened to Josh or Frank, but uh, just they ain't down to there three. anymore. That's what happened. <laughs> when six become three. Actually, it was five. five. Yeah, <laughs> no. What? One, two, three, four, five. You're right. Okay, so I'll move on. I'll move on. <laughs> Carl is an avid visitor, visitor of crapperies and brew pubs, much like ourselves. Some would call him a connoisseur. Yeah. yeah so probably. on average, about, what, 75 to 80 a year? About that. Okay. That's a lot. It is a lot. Um, now, when he wasn't busy, you know, with his normal everyday job as a firefighter, he brainstormed, you know, with a couple of his friends, and boom, bada bing, bada boom, we got ourselves Upper Thames. Nice. Uh, the name is being based on the founder's love of the great outdoors. Absolutely. Yeah, and you see that a lot also with, um, like, the, the art that they use. It kind of focuses on the great outdoors as well. Right. Mm. I'm sure we might get talking about that. Maybe if we, we might actually. I think we will. Stuff, uh, yeah. So the brewery itself is a former industrial space that had to go through a little bit of a rezoning process. Uh, Tyler, feel free to discuss about what rezoning would have happened there. Yeah, I went to look up the application. I couldn't find anything, so I don't know what it was zoned oh. as previously. But yeah, hmm. I figured that'd be something you'd do. <laughs> anyway, the location was chosen for its high ceilings, concrete floor, and potential to expand if they saw fit. Well, I mean, they might want to see fit. Because they're the only brewery in Oxford, apparently, right? That's true. Right. They've I mean, they a, did they, expand a little bit, but just in a different location. We'll get yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Minutes, They've got like a monopoly going in, in <laughs> Oxford County. Um, so in terms of the actual beer itself, uh, none of the founders are actually the ones who make it. It's made by Nigel Inglis and Drake Merritt. Uh, and they wowed the owners with their white stout recipe that they developed at college. Uh, it's now known as Dusk Till Dawn. Have you had that one, Chris? I have had that one, actually. That uh, one... Did uh, it wow you? Uh, it was very nice. I will say it's 
interesting because I personally, anyways, don't see a lot of white stout, so right. it's hard to kind of compare it to a lot of other beers, but sure. it was a good beer for sure. So my first taste when I was like, what is this? Right? What is this? <laughs> and then as I got going down further, um, I was like, huh, this actually isn't bad. Okay. So I had, like, this was at the Food and Wine Show a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, what is that? Because I was, you know, kind of new to craft beer. Right. It's like, oh, this is a white stout. I'm like, this, this lines up. <laughs> and uh, so then I had a couple of the cans uh, a couple of uh, days later or weeks later. And I was like, okay, I actually like this white stout. And I have not <laughs> met a white stout I like since besides that white stout. Oh. You, you know how it wowed me actually is the fact that it kind of almost played a, a mind game on me because I'm looking at it and it right. looks like you know, not a stout, but yep. it smells like a stout and tastes like a stout. And you're like, how did they do this? <laughs> it smells so, like a stout. Yeah. Tastes like a stout. It's probably a stout. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't look like one. So it it's not. like, oh my God. But Deceiving. yeah, it, it is very good. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. So some of the takeaways that they have is done in 50% cans and 50% bottles. So that's kind of, you don't see that all the time, right? 50, yeah. 50. Yeah. Okay. I believe we're having bottles today on both the bottles. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so their beer is crafted in small batches that is fresh, unfiltered, We'll uh, keep that in mind, yeah. 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 And preservative-free using high-quality locally sourced ingredients from places including the Tavistock Hop Company, which we'll get into that in a bit, yeah. VQH Farms in Eden, Barn Owl Malt in Belleville, and Brewer Supply Group in Guelph. Nice. Nice. It's nice how they kind of keep it local, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You like yeah. local. And then they do have beers in the LCBO, so you don't have to go to the brewery to get their beers. They have some of their core offerings and they've got quite a few core beers, actually like six or seven, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of the ones you might be able to find in uh, the LCBO are the Back Paddle Blonde, Dead Reckoning, which is a pale ale, Portage, which is their IPA, uh, Timber Beast, which is a brown ale, Tega Hike, which is a dry hot pale ale, and the Lazy Fox Amber Ale, uh, and I believe you can sometimes get the Dust Till Dawn in the LCBO. I don't know if yes, it's Yes, I think it's their co- seasonal yeah, kind of deal in the LCBO. Because I have picked it up from the LCBO before. And also, fun fact, you can find the Portage at the Stratford Country Club because that's what I drank on Friday afternoon during my round of golf. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing. There you go. It's, it's, again, when we go back to kind of the names of, uh, like, the inspiration from the outdoors, you see it in all those names of those beers, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about the brewery itself, so it allows up to about 70 people inside, which is fair. Fairly decent, yeah, right? That's good. Not not too bad for you know a craft brewery. Um, they also have like this beautiful handcrafted maple bar and a canoe hanging over top. Now I don't know this from seeing it in person. I know this from seeing it in pictures because I haven't been there. Can confirm, been there in person. I also uh, have there. not been there. Uh, our producer Randy hasn't. We actually sent Randy to pick up the beers for us. Thanks. Um, we gave him a job. We did. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you, Randy, for that. Did not pick it up though in a '98 caravan. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a damn shame. Oh, and they also, speaking of Randy, so at the brewery, they have a growler wall. Uh, so showing off all their growlers and our producer, Randy has his own growler collection with about 60 growlers, maybe a little bit more. So Randy likes his growlers. I, I think seeing that had to, you know, put a special place in his heart. So speaking of Upper Thames products, they can also be found at, you know, what they upsized to and found a different location, which is the Brickhouse Brew Pub. Uh, so they actually own a restaurant in uh, Woodstock as well. And they actually have 26 taps there. 13 is usually saved for Upper Tens products and another 13 for guest taps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Promote your own. Promote your own. <laughs> for yeah. for uh, guest taps from different Ontario breweries. Uh, so myself and the producer, we were actually there a couple weekends ago, just not with each other. 
Oh. Yes, I did, know, right? did, did you, like, give, like, side eyes to each other? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we <laughs> ran into each other and just said, sup. <laughs> we um, might have to see that in the producer Randy special. Maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's about internal conflict. <laughs> also, cheeseburger flatbread, phenomenal. Just saying. Oh, uh, that does sound that good. That does sound pretty good. It was good. Do they have, or is it just the 13 guest tops, or do they have, like, bottles or cans to go? Yeah, they the, have takeaways, yeah. too, for um, all Upper Towns products, but not anything from other craft beers. Oh, okay. Just so you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in terms of us indulging in Upper Towns beers, uh, there's 28 listed on tapped. Um, the highest rated globally with at least 100 ratings is actually our Mocha Latte Porter. Which uh, sounds really sounds interesting at a 3.86. Yeah. Uh, trail Break at 3.8, which both myself and producer Randy have had. And then the Dry Hop Kettle Sour at 3.76. Uh, some of the beers that we've had, producer Randy's had 12. Wow. 12 pretend beers. Congrats. Well, and we were talking about this before. 12 recorded on Untapped. Yes. Um, probably pre-Untapped. I think Randy has had some more as well. We were talking about oh. that off-air, by the yeah. way, people. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, so his <laughs> right. highest rated was the Supersonic Purple Tart Ale. And that's right. It is purple. It is purple. And it's tart. And uh, it is tart. <laughs> and it's ale. And yes. I've had two of their beers. Uh, we've already talked about the Dust Till Dawn. And I've also had the Supersonic Purple Tart Ale. And yes, can confirm, it is certainly purple. Uh, and I gave both of them a 375, actually. Nice. Yeah, I've had three of uh, their beers myself. And then again, Supersonic was my highest at the 4.25. Uh, I come in here at a high rating beer. of 15. Uh, I also have two fives. No claps. No claps. <laughs> no Let's just let Nobody, that right? settle for a second. Uh, it's late. Don't worry. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I've had two fives. One of them is a raspberry saison. Hold on. Uh, two fives. What a shock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, one is a raspberry saison, which I'm not a huge saison fan, but damn, that raspberry flavor mix well with the you know, saison style, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and the second one was a cloudy with a chance of haze. Uh, I had that last year. They had it in a bottle. Um, it was... Peach mango flavors. The aroma was awesome. Came out of a bottle. Could have been lower rating if it was canned. But my goodness, was it damn tasty. So I hope it makes a comeback. <laughs> so Upper Thames, if you hear me, make it again. Yeah. That is all. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of the raspberry saison, uh, Randy saying that when he went to pick up the beers, he actually sat around and had a pint and he had that raspberry saison when he was, he was scoping there. the area yeah he was doing a little research. market research yeah. exactly yeah, that's what it is <laughs> all right we should probably keep this uh train going along here so let's talk about some of the deliveries so it is free across oxford county again you know providing for that local with a minimum yeah. of one case for ontario they do a 15 dollars flat rate and it's free if you spend over 125 dollars. Mm-hmm. so as we always recommend get a group of people together and uh, make sure you hit that 125 mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the brewery hours, and this is not a typo. This is no joke. Uh, <laughs> Monday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So get into your breakfast beers on Monday morning. Just mo- only open at only 9 Mondays, a.m. on Mondays. Only Mondays. <laughs> a, a little Gord Banford breakfast beer. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, producer Randy does love his breakfast beer by Gord Branford, That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tuesday to Thursday and Saturday from 11 to 7. And Friday from 11 to 9. Sunday from 11 to 6. And the brew pub. A lot more straighter hours, just 11 to 11, Monday to Saturday, and 11 to 9 on Sunday. Nice. Well, we're going to link all of their information onto our social media so that you guys can get in touch with them. And we're going to move on to our first beer that is not for breakfast. Thank you to Carl and Drake from Upper Thames for supplying the beers on today's episode. Yes, thank you, guys. Yes, thank yes, you, Carl thank you. and Drake. Awesome, thank you. So the first beer is called Dark Side, which is a chocolate stout. 
and it's an award winner. It won silver in 2018 and bronze in 2019 at the Canadian Brewing Awards in the Sweet Cream Stout category. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sweet the, Cream Stout sweet category. Cream, yes, yes. <laughs> so the ABV on this is 5%, and the IBUs are unlisted. Yeah, so this is described as deliciously thick and smoothly roasted stout from the blend of premium roasted malts. This beer is packed with chocolate flavor from the aged or being aged on roasted Ivory Coast cacao nibs, which are sourced from habitual chocolate in Woodstock. Another example of using mm-hmm. local ingredients. Absolutely. Also, cacao. Very fun word to use. Cacao. <laughs> nibs. Followed up N- by nibs. nibs. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, as always. And the overall rating on Untapped for Dark Side is 3.75 bottle caps out of five, with a total of 737 check-ins. And we mentioned we're drinking this out of the bottle. Uh, the bottle has a rating of 3.78 as a serving style, with with 177 check-ins um and interesting to note draft is at 376 with or 3.76 with 132 check-ins yeah all right so this is funny because we described what we're doing first and what we're doing second here now normally normally speaking we would have the stout second right however sticking to just true craft beer connoisseurs uh i guess tradition is we usually yeah. do the core beer first and then we do the seasonal so yeah um in this case i don't think it really plays into our favor too much i know producer randy um not a huge stout guy so we'll see how this kind of goes but uh he's gonna enjoy it he's yeah, gonna he'll love it all right you know what to do now guys everybody we got bottles in hands sounds like a bottle glass in the other hand and let's open her up Boom. All there right. it is, boys. There it is. Well, we are drinking the stout out of a nonic pint, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Oh, that's a nice pour. Oh, yeah. Randy's just so on top of us, just making these sound bites of bottle caps dropping. Loves it. Some would say that Randy is a manager. <laughs> Likes to manage us around. Big, big manager guy. Yes. All right. Um, this is this. Yeah, pour nicely. Very smooth in the pour. Um, so f- funny. Oh, we go, we'll go back to the dust to dawn when we said uh, smells like a stout, tastes like a stout, doesn't look like a stout. Right. This <laughs> smells like a stout. I'm going to assume it's going to taste like a stout. Probably. Uh, this does look like a stout. Totally looks yeah. like a stout. <laughs> uh, how'd your pours go, guys? Mine went great. I have very minimal head retention. Yeah, I went with a nice little kind of uh, creamier head on, yeah, my, on my pour. Mine started out bigger, and now it's kind of dissipated pretty quickly. Right. That'll happen to you. That'll happen yeah. to you. Yeah, so, I mean, we've done this before with our stouts, right? Like, we we take a look at them, we say, oh, it's just a stout. Everything's a stout. It's a stout. It's a stout, right? Just the way it looks. But you do get some of this... Uh, chocolatey kind of uh, nose profile, right? Absolutely. Definitely ta- or smells like chocolate. I haven't tasted it yet. Hey, don't do uh, that Smells like chocolate and then you get, you know, the typical kind of roasted coffee smell that you would get usually from a uh, from a stout. All right. Okay. Do you want to start drinking it? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm actually excited to drink this All one. All right. How excited? Very excited. Like on a scale of one to ten. Actually, no. On a scale of five bottle caps. <laughs> I'll tell you later. All right. Sounds good. So this is this is a good temperature for stout. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get all that flavor profile, and I find myself um, not to be punny, but kind of warming up to this a little bit, right? Like to stouts in general. 
Yeah. Yes, I, I will agree with you. Like, I'm definitely warming up the stouts more as I get more into the craft beer scene versus, you know, when we first started, we were like, uh, stouts? No thanks. Right. And I mean, traditionally, a lot of stouts are very much just coffee-based. Yep. But we have now seen with development in several different breweries with their kind of like, okay, I'm going to make it a pastry stout. I'm going to throw in chocolate. I'm going to throw in a, a different fruit, right? Oh, so yes. it, it certainly does help out. Yeah, get a really creamy, right? So Yeah, stouts. Um, so first of all, Randy has a good point here. Like we're getting into that time of year, you know, fall, winter time where the weather's getting cooler, where stouts are really... I, I guess, more popular, if you will. Some would call it stout season. Stout season, there you go. Before we continue, I just want to make a note. I feel like we missed the sour summers. We didn't really <laughs> get as many as we needed or wanted. You're right. You know what? Okay. 2022 for the craft beer connoisseurs will be the summer of sours. Ah, there you go. There it is. There you go. Um, but, but to your point earlier, Tyler, I feel like stouts were kind of always similar to lagers in the sense that like they just really used the four main ingredients right. um but now breweries are getting more creative and they're adding a whole bunch of stuff in there making those pastry stouts and really kind of exploring what a stout can be and i think that's getting more people interested in them yeah for sure <laughs> for this one personally i think it's more of that traditional <clears throat> stout you know a little bit of roast a little bit of chocolate involved with it uh nothing you know too much out there yeah, but still, you know, uh, a stout at its core, if you will. So then, Brett, why don't you just hit us with the top five flavor profiles and we can kind of see how that falls in line with more like the traditional stouts. I can do that. Thanks. So number one, chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I know where you're yeah. going with this. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, t- I'm definitely getting it, but yeah. probably not the first right. thing. Yeah. I think Randy, Chris, and myself, Brett, you're probably the same. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, chocolate, maybe more. It's like in the top f- five for sure. Yeah, yes. maybe like a four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. number two, dark. It does taste dark. <laughs> <laughs> Looks dark. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean we can't argue with that. I mean, it's dark. Again, kind of a, a strange thing for a flavor profile, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, three, uh, coffee. Yes. It's kind of, you know, Makes sense. Yeah, I get coffee. Okay. Uh, you know what? This is kind of scaring me a little bit because I never drank coffee before. And I, same I, I would never jump on like the coffee kind of bandwagon now. I just, I, I think it's just one of those like frivolous things I'd spend money on and I, I don't need to. Um, <laughs> You're but, not going to go spend five <laughs> bucks not, not for like a beer. coffee at Starbucks? Yeah, not like beer, not like <laughs> beer at all. But that's the thing is like, I, I'm actually afraid that I would enjoy coffee. Because you I'm would, starting to enjoy this would more like and more. Coffee. You know what I mean? Coffee's I, delicious. I just don't think I need the caffeine. It's not about that. It's, it's it called decaf. So no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. You could try that. I don't know. Yeah. We get into some teas. I don't know. Uh, four, uh, roasty. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely going to be probably probably my number one. Uh, producer Randy's in agreement with me there. What, would you all agree yeah. with that? No, yeah. I think, I, I it, think it's it is roasty. roasty yeah. I think when you get coffee and you get roasty, I think those go hand in hand. Uh, number five, smooth. So do we think this beer go da- goes down smooth? Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's smooth, but here's my kind of takeaway on this one. I don't know how to say this. Like it's not really it's not like a creamy stout, obviously. Mm-hmm. It is it is a it's a clean kind of I don't know, easy drinking stout, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. I don't want to say it's watery, but it's it's not on that like overly chocolate, it's, overly it's not creamy, like right? Syrupy, like it, you might get in yes, some of the exactly. That's stouts. It's also yeah, kind of sure. funny that it was entered in the like sweet, creamy stout category. Right, of the King right. Of that's a good point. Now, obviously, I mean they're kind of placed there, but yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so um, I would say maybe like I was checking out the bottle again to remind myself it's a five percent. 
it, it feels like it drinks a little bit more than a 5%. Like I almost get like a little bit of a, a kind of boozy hit at the end. Interesting. I don't, mm. I don't get that yeah, at I all. Yeah, I almost no? put boozy. No. Even for like, you know, it's 5%, but it drinks heavier than that. Yeah. No. Still goes down smooth. Don't get me wrong. Um, before we get to uh, other people's thoughts on this beer, I just want to <laughs> touch about the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, bottle's a little bit bigger, 500 milliliters. Uh, less labeling, though, involved in bottle. doesn't take up the whole thing. No. Uh, but this one, is, uh, I would see... Is that like I a, would love to see that, though, a full labeled bottle. Just saying. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, there's one. I'll, I'll point that out later. Uh, I'll fly, is it a I'll craft fly. brew? Yeah. Okay. Off, off air. I thought you were talking about Bud Lights. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so the label on this one, obviously, you know, that kind of like dark lettering, like white lettering. But I believe that's a, would somebody say that's a, like a vulture? Uh, I was going to say crow. It's a crow. crow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a, when you get a flock of those, you get a murder. Gotcha. Murder I, I'm, I'm a farmer, not a, what, what is a, a bird enthusiast called? Uh, like a bird watcher? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Works for me. Uh, speaking of watching and birds, yeah, uh, great segue. Uh, <laughs> we have some user thoughts from Untapped on this, and Chris, you have the first one. Yeah, so the first one comes from Scott H. Uh, S.R. Hillier is his username, and on September 7th stated, definitely roasty and chocolate flavor comes through pretty thick. Bit of a boozy dry finish, though, for a 5% stout kind of what we were saying uh chilly enough night to enjoy it outside and uh so scott actually tagged his location as the brick house uh brew pub and uh scott gave it a 3.5 out of 5 i do feel like this is a beer that i would probably have on like a 14 15 degree night you got your little lamp outside on the back deck kind of just maybe cozy up or cozy up by a fire in late october yep. yeah yeah i definitely this this, that. this be the, that'll be the weather for it Nice. So I've got the second one here. So the second one is Grinning Bee, handle Grinning Bagger, uh, on August 16th. Now this is kind of kind of works out really nicely here, and I don't know if this was done intentionally or not. Uh, the comment is, this was a killer chocolate stout. Now we talk about dark side. We talk about a flock of crows being a murder. This yeah. is, was killer. a yeah. killer chocolate stout. <laughs> Guy must thing, be a bird watcher. <laughs> comes in thematically, obviously, because it is October, Halloween, so spooky season's upon us. Now, the rest of the comment says, many times they taste too flat. This was cho- this was chocolate as soon as it hit my nose and did not end there. Taste was an amazing continuation of the smell. One of my favorite chocolate stouts ever. And they gave it a four out of five. That comment did get me there. Like, this beer does not taste flat. No, like, it's it definitely It's well carbonated throughout. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you I, I, I taste it a little bit Compared differently. Compared to other stouts, I think this I taste is a little more differently. I, I, I think maybe that that flatness might be that kind of lack of creaminess, too, at the same time. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, Tyler, give me your rating on this one. All right, I will. I'm going to give it a 3.5. All right, well, I'm going to be a little higher than that. Uh, noted, I am someone that likes coffee and probably enjoys stouts a little bit more, uh, but I'm giving it a 4.0. 4.0. So I'm going to be between you and uh, as Tyler, which I am always, uh, 3.75 <laughs> when we record. There you go. God dang it. <laughs> uh, and then producer Randy is giving it a 3.5. So that math kind of goes and blah, 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 blah is 3.6875, which I'm going to suggest we round up to a 3.75. I would definitely agree with that. Well, uh, why don't we move on to our second beer? Uh, 
All right. So the second beer we're having today is the 2021 Harvest Ale, which is a pale ale. And it's a collaboration between the Tavistock Hop Company and Upper Thames. And it comes in at 5.0 ABV with 25 IBUs. Nice. Yes. So this is brewed with fresh Chinook hops grown by... Anybody want to take a shot at this? <laughs> Tavistock? Uh, yes. Hey. The Tavistock Hop Company. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Uh, so... Fragrant bubblegum and melon aromas couple nicely with a juicy honeydew and red licorice flavor. Interesting. Yeah, so it is a nice light body, which is combined with a solid haze and a soft, pillowy, smooth finish. Tyler, please explain more about what a pillowy, smooth finish is. I will when I get to drink it. Okay. All right. Please do. We'll hold you to that. So (laughs) on on top for this one, there are only 19 check-ins with an average of 3.77 bottle caps out of five. Uh, so again, very new release. Uh, so very limited check-in so far. We're getting this uh, pretty early. Nice. Pretty fresh, if you uh, will. Definitely. So let's grab the bottle. Again, the bottle. And the glass. And let's open her up. Well, I'm Wait, wait, it. wait. What? How to get that bottle cap in Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> uh, while we're pouring this, I will say congratulations to the Tavistock Hops uh, men's fast pitch team. They finished second in the Tri-County uh, men's fastball tournament. Uh, they beat my team that I was playing in it. Um, it was your team, right? Eh? Okay. Yeah, well, I was on the team. It wasn't my team, just me. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever heard you say that. <laughs> Chris, what are we drinking out of? Well, uh... We are drinking this out of a pint glass today, so make sure to use the proper glassware. Perfect. All right, so we're getting that pour in there. Noticing right off the hop uh, that there is a light pillowy head on it. Lots of head retention going on here. Uh, Someone, there there is a lot. Yeah. Two fingers. Yep, something like that. And it looks nice and hazy. Mm -hmm. Looks like a nice pale ale. I uh, I have high hopes for this one. Yeah, Personally. me too. It smells yeah. delicious. I'm, I'm interested to see. I like bubblegum. So I was just going to say, I'm interested to see where that bubblegum kind of comes in on this. So we'll uh, we'll see that. Yeah, very hazy, uh, kind of that uh, light orangish color that you're probably familiar seeing with a a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really yeah. smelling much bubblegum personally, anyways. I'm getting more of the melon. Yes, for me sure. Too. Yeah, I think the melon. Maybe maybe the honeydew. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, we might as well drink it. I don't think there's much more to say about it. No. Be in, drink it, gentlemen. Mm. Mm. I do like that, that one. That's very smooth. Mm-hmm. And the bubble gum up front. Bubble gum is very up front, yes. Are you guys getting that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Producer Randy, emphatically with the up down, kind of reminds me of a uh, Brittany from Big Brother. Uh, <laughs> instead of left <laughs> to right. Uh, head shakes, we got the up down from uh, yes, Bruce Rand. Yes, that is true. Which might come up later on. A little foreshadowing. It might actually. Yes, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I'm getting the bubblegum up front. I can taste that kind of melon. Maybe more of, it's kind of more of a cantaloupe, I guess. Not necessarily a, like a honeydew, for, for me at least. That's what mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting off of it. Yes. What about the licorice? I'm getting that coming through at all. Thankfully, personally, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a licorice fan, so I'm not really getting the is, licorice. Is that licorice in general, or is that black or red? Uh, or? Licorice in general, yeah. not because oh, nobody likes black licorice. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say that right now. Nobody likes it. Yeah. I don't even know why they make it. I mean, someone must be buying it and eating it <laughs> if they're still making it. I can kind of taste it on the back end, more of that licorice as it just sits. I'm thinking so too. 
Right, so just kind of take a sip and let it sit there. Randy, you got anything you want to say? Silence. <laughs> Who would have thought? Maybe I haven't had, since I don't like licorice, yep. maybe I haven't had it recently enough to really, you know, kind of remember what the flavor is. But I would say, since I don't like licorice, um, I'm not tasting here because there's nothing in this beer that I don't like. So, Chris, right. when you go trick-or-treating in a couple weeks, um, you're you, probably going to get some Are you going trick-or-treating? Probably going to get some, like, little packs of nibs. Yeah. Try eating like a small snack pack of nibs and see if you like licorice. Again. Well, I don't think that's possible because my wife absolutely loves nibs, so they will be all gone before I can even have a chance. Fair enough. Uh, just a, a fact: uh, Chris was the first one to mention his wife on the episode. Hey. <laughs> so producer Randy had the 2019 version of this, gave it a 3.75. Um, so kind of with like the comparing some of the notes. I, as I prompted Randy to say. So bubblegum um, during the front portion of it, hints of the melon, nice and smooth. Love that pillowy finish, winky face. So that's pretty sure <laughs> Randy. like a good pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loves a pillow finish. Now, was um, that, uh, this is a question for producer Randy, and he can go and research his own, you know, untappedness of this. Uh, was the 2019 version kind of along the similar lines of this, or was it a little bit different with the hops and everything like that? Dun, dun, well, wait. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to prompt that, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll be back after this brief message. So he, he it, has no no voice. So yeah, so it does it does have that kind of pillowy finish. I can see that it does go down smooth for a pale ale. It it is enjoyable and it's nice to pick up on again each kind of flavor profile. Yeah did we did we say I don't know if I can't remember if there were. IBUs listed in this one, but I believe it was twenty five. Because I'm I'm picking up right. almost yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm picking up almost no bitterness on this beer. Yeah, I think because it's the flavors dominating versus the like you know what I mean like in terms of that bubble gum, you know you are getting yeah it's the hops in there, but you're also not getting the bitterness from those right. I think it's just hopped very very well. Well, to answer your question, Brett. Randy did some research. So the 2019 version uh, was peach and apricot flavored, uh, where this is that melon. Hmm. What was his so. rating on that one? I think 3.75. Oh, yeah. interesting to see how this is going to go yeah, in terms of Randy. Sure. Now, this does kind of have, like, as I say, that smoothness throughout, right? Yes. Like, it's got a good mouthfeel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen Randy shotgun some beers before. And there uh, is video evidence of that. I, I would recommend not shotgunning this. Well, it's really tough to shotgun out of a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. that's true. <laughs> yes. that right now. For sure. You might get cut. <laughs> yeah. Hence why I would not recommend it. Yeah. Th- thanks, Brett. Five for out of five it. doctors would not recommend it. <laughs> thanks for taking me where I was going. Yes, Pre- appreciate you. <laughs> All right. So we've kind of gone through some of that stuff. What do we got for uh, some of the flavor profiles? I'm you. Oh, oh go ahead. Go oh, ahead. No, no, go Chris, ahead. you had your hand up. Oh. You do it. You do uh, it. All right. Chris wins. So the first one. Um, Before we start, I yes. will say this then. Uh, we've just lost our segment, Randy. Come on. Oh, now. my gosh. Um, somebody must have sent somebody from third home, and Randy's just losing it right now. Yeah, so there was no flavor profiles listed on this until very recently, right? Right, because I guess un- untapped, unless if, if there's only a few, then, right. you know. So I thought that would be a good thing to note. Yeah, so number mm-hmm. one, again, only 19 reviews, but this is kind of at a left field straight away with number one, is Malty. Uh, I get no maltiness from so this. um and producer randy's put a comment in here about uh the 19 people who've rated this beer um 
don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. To put um, it nicely. Yeah, we're going to put it in the PG version there's of that. There's an expletive for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, I also agree with that because I don't get any maltiness whatsoever out of this beverage. Yep. And I was kind of thrown off when I saw the malty. I was like, ooh, I yes. don't know if it's going to go well. So we have the ability because there's the four of us. There's only, what, the, the 19 seconds? Right, so maybe not all put that in there, but we, we do have this. we do yeah. have a, a what it was that like, close to a twenty percent kind of uh, voting power on this. Yeah, well, I believe producer right. Randy will know he's a math guy. Yeah, so if we use our um, persuasion, we can maybe change the algorithm. We can change that. Yeah. So number two is sweet. Um, I do think there is some sweetness, but again, probably not enough to be number two. I think the sweetness is more so on the back end instead of the front end, personally. Yeah, and that it's might there, but might be yeah, coming be from. The licorice flavor, I right? I think so, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is smooth, which I totally agree 100%. with. 100%. Um, number four, melony. I would I would actually, sorry, I, yeah. I think maybe that smooth should be moved up into the number one. Oh, totally. I, you mean I, smooth I, beats out malty? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's, so let's take note of that, right? So we should uh, maybe revise our list and, and put smooth at uh, number one there. Yeah. And so, so when we go to do it, we, we remember what we've actually uh, untapped. We mm-hmm. will do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I said, Melanie, um, not a person, but yeah, nope. uh, melon Um So, yeah, I definitely get melon. Uh, and then the last one is licorice. So like I mentioned, I, I'm not really getting it, but you guys mentioned you have, so probably appropriate yep. to be number five. Yeah, I think yep. so. And uh, producer Randy's coming in here singing like creamy, uh, a lot of mouthfeel in this one, maybe yeah, even some bubblegum, yeah. uh, even a small amount of hoppiness, you know, um, pretty much anything but malty. Yeah. It's pretty much yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so we'll revise our list and we'll put that with our untapped posting of it. And we'll absolutely. Make sure that gets in there. So let's switch over to the untapped user thoughts. Brett, you got the first one. That I do. So this one is from Cody C. And his uh, tagline, or tagline. Who's <laughs> <laughs> for tag? What's, what's Carpenter1992? And his tagline, which is underneath his like profile on Untapped, is life is too short to drink cheap beer. That's very true. I definitely agree with that. Uh, on October 2nd, stated, nice and subtle notes, smooth drinker. Don't know if he's talking about himself or the beer. But <laughs> Cody uh, be both. Cody's tagline should be, uh, man, a few words. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, when you have 19 check-ins, sometimes a lot of people don't put the comments in, so you have to, you know, take what you can get. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Slim picking. Good call. Uh, he rated it a four out of five. And again, this was at the uh, patio at the Brickhouse Brew Pub. Nice. Nice. So uh, the next one comes from Sean B. Uh, Bulls 22 uh, also on October 2nd, said, so good, nice and juicy, great on a hot day. Uh, gave it a four out of five. October second. I was thinking back. I don't know. Was it hot on October second? Yes, actually, we'll that yes. was the day that both uh, myself and producer Randy were there. Oh, there October you go. Second. Did maybe, you see Sean? Maybe you saw Sean. Yeah, yeah may- maybe. Uh, we did. Uh, I wasn't. You know, I was too busy drinking not cheap beer. There you <laughs> so go. So there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, why don't I get us started for the ratings? Please do. Um, I was. Uh, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised by this one, but I, I was really happy with how this beer turned out. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Yeah, uh, I think it's beneficial that this one is in the bottle uh, versus being yeah, canned. For sure. Uh, I would like to try it off the tap just to see if it's the kind of the same. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.25. All right. So for me, it's going to be a even four. And coincidentally enough, producer Randy, also an even four, would agree that, you know, off the tap... Would probably be a little bit yeah, better. It could but, be a little higher, yeah. But yeah. for sure. All right. So, well, from a team perspective, that gives a score of 4.125, which we're going to round up to 4.25. Dang right we are. 
So that concludes the review of Upper Thames and the beers that they provided for today's episode. All right. So coming up next, we're going to be talking about our favorite TV shows. Well, it's fall. Yes, and, it is. You know, that time of year where it gets a little colder outside. So we decided to stay inside and watch a little more TV. What so, are you talking about? I watch TV all the time. <laughs> you mean it's 35 degrees on a hot summer day? You're still inside watching TV? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No way. Pick a season, and I've got my seat right in front of this projector. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what are, are some of our favorite TV shows to watch? And it could be, you know, TV show, you know, maybe uh, something on Netflix or a streaming service, since that's the way the world's going these days. Like a TV show. Almost, but <laughs> like on a streaming service. Oh. Right. Not on, you know, over the top TV. Mm. Or do, even, do you want so, us, do you want want us to start with us one? Do you want us to do no, like no, no. a list? Uh, you or know what, what you want? Uh, Tyler, you go first. All right. So I'm only, I'll do maybe two and then we'll just kind of yeah, go yeah. through it. Okay, sure, sure. So number one, The Office. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's not bad. Oh my goodness. It's not bad. It's probably... Chris, the, you are deleted I, I, from this podcast. I, I've never like watched it in terms oh, of like man. watched it as it came, came out. But like, if there's a rerun on, I might yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Throw, flick you realize it on. Realize all but... the seasons are on Netflix, right? Yeah, that takes a lot of time. Well, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd make time. You literally just said, <laughs> "I always watch TV." Well, because I have other stuff to watch. Oh, I just yeah. watch TV. I just don't watch yeah. The Office. Yeah, put it on there. <laughs> Anyways, The Office is great. The memes for it are fantastic. Obviously, it's got like its little mini cult following. And just like that, Parks and Rec, Parks and Recreation, yeah. number two on there. I do know yeah. a little bit about uh, recreation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but not parks. Not parks. Which I think ties in nicely yeah, yeah. to upper temps. But parks and recreation, in all seriousness, yeah. is municipal government. Like, yes. when you look at the parks and recreation department of like a mid sized, larger city, they are parks and recreation. Parks and recreation TV show is much like them. Um, just a bunch of party planners. Do you have Ron Swanson it's in good. your uh, municipal government or no? Uh, there's always a Ron Swanson. <laughs> there's always a Ron Swanson. Perfect. But it ties in nicely because yeah. of the municipal government ties. So yes. I'm, those are my two I'm going to list off right now, and I've got uh, four more uh, on tap. Yes. So myself, uh, myself I, you know, I'm a huge law and order person. SVU. Organized crime. I was actually surprised at how good organized crime has turned out to be. I was kind of like, okay, Stabler's coming back. I, like, I, I don't know. Uh, season one was awesome. Season two's got off to a really, really good start with something completely different. It's not like, you know, your regular SVUs where, you know, it's just a different episode and you can right. watch a rerun. Like, you actually have to follow along. Mm. So uh, I do want to watch that, and I do have Law & Order on my list as well. Yeah. Big so Law & Order Make sure you got that so PV yard so you got some time. Yeah, I'm going to set up that for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, the other one, uh, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> uh, mostly because, you know, I watch it with... My wife. Your 90 day fiance? <laughs> oh, my wife's going to have some words with you. <laughs> she doesn't listen anymore. Yeah, she doesn't listen. <laughs> but All I'm right, going to so tell her fiance. about it so she does. Well, that's on you then. Yeah. So, what, uh, what about 90 day fiance? What do you like about it? Uh, just, you know, in terms of the trials and tribulations that, uh, that come through. Also, by the way, I don't know if you've paid attention to the news, but there's actually a person who uh, brought. Uh, his name was Jeffrey, uh, brought a um, his fiance over, and now is going to prison for 10 years because he, uh, you know, beat her up. So that <laughs> is an actual thing. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> apparently All right. he's got some issues. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, Big Brother as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, yeah. Whoa, you know what? Well, jumping ahead. Whoa. whoa well, whoa. I just, I'm speaking for Chris too because he likes Big Brother. So there you go. Well, it's like also on my list too. So yeah. maybe well, we could transition. Wait, there we go. We just knocked yeah, out yeah. Big Brother. So uh, <laughs> I'll go with some shows that I'm currently watching. So, uh, this is actually really good timing because Succession is probably my favorite show right now. Season three starts on Sunday, uh, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, Ozark, really good uh, oh, Netflix I show. I put Ozark on. Yeah. Randy and me are saying yes. <laughs> season four starts probably sometime I in the winter. It. I didn't know that. No, one, one, no, more, one season. more season. Oh, one more season, okay. Uh, and then uh, we have watched The Handmaid's Tale. Um, the last season was absolutely terrible but the first three seasons were pretty decent so um that's what i got going on right now hmm, interesting uh also one other show i mean i was touching my brother as well uh the circle on netflix kind of almost like um a big social media competition and then also are you skipping over randy uh i'm getting to Rand- randy's still doing research Rand- <laughs> randy's got eight down we're not getting to all of his uh I, you know what i will get to his i'm just saying also i just started the Thanks to my wife getting a new phone yesterday. Uh, just started watching the morning show on Apple TV because you know, okay, yeah. Apple TV. Uh, check it out. I've it's heard this very good. Very good. Uh, Randy, uh, his favorite show is Ranch. Uh, he also likes 24, Narcos. Ranch? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, you know what? He, Ranch is a good show. I was just saying, he had, you had eight. I was trying to get through them all. Yeah. I was just trying to go speed. Okay. Speed round. But yeah, the Ranch is a very good show. Nice. Uh, 24. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland. It was pretty good. Uh, Narcos. Um, Randy does talk a lot about, you know, Narcos and <laughs> Colombia and Mexico a lot. I don't know. He's got a thing for it. Uh, Destinating Survivor. Is that also Kiefer Sutherland? I believe it is. It is. Yeah. So pretty Big much Kiefer anything he likes Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, Sutherland yeah. is likes pretty the, much what he likes. likes. the Canadian connection. All right. I like it. Uh, Sins of Anarchy, Friday Night Lights, uh, SWAT probably also has Kiefer Sutherland in it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't New believe Girl, it does. Probably yeah. does not. Uh, also, CSI, you know, I just came back. CSI Las Vegas. Yeah, I want to get into that. That might be uh, SVU, or sorry, Law and Order Organized Crime, and uh, CSI might go. be the next thing I dabble into. And uh, Chernobyl, which I've actually never heard of. Oh, you well, heard of Chernobyl? No, I have not. Uh, Chernobyl, right. Chernobyl. I, I wanted to watch it, and my wife wanted to watch it, and then she watched it without me, so oh. I to- Don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> God dang it. There's been so many shows that uh, that's happened. Yeah. All right, so a couple more of mine. Um, Seinfeld. Yes. Now recently on Netflix. Um, I am probably in the minority of this, but I Uh-oh. do not like Seinfeld. You know what? That doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> Comedians also, in a coffee getting car? Not bad. There you go. Um, and then any kind of judge show. So this kind of is a flashback a lot. I spent majority of my university time uh, just watching like Judge Joe Brown, Judge Mathis, Judge Judy. Judge Judy like makes like two hundred million dollars off vacation, <laughs> and ridiculous. she's like three point seven like feet. Like it's just she's well, a she's small she's lady. on basically every channel for like three hours every and, day, and she's like the executive <laughs> producer of like all the other ones. Oh as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I literally spent most of my days just watching Judge shows uh, while Chris was in class, just waiting for him to leave class That's so I could true. come hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys could drink all your Bud Lights. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> Heineken yeah. coolers, yeah. all your coolers, the Heineken mini keg. Yeah, different story, oh, yeah, different time. Guy. Try to do a keg stand off that. Go ahead, yep. Chris. Yeah, so I've got a whole bunch. So maybe I'll just uh, run them off. In terms of comedies, uh, Simpsons, South oh, Park. Yeah. Uh, I love South Park. Uh, Entourage was oh, an yeah. amazing show. Um, some mini series that I've watched. Uh, Big Little Lies was really good. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I actually read the book. 
not a big reader, but Nerd. I did not want to. Uh, American Crime Story. There's an OJ season and a Gianni Versace season. They were really good. Yeah, um, the OJ one was really good. Yeah, Mayor of Easttown, um, which was on in February or something like that. It was really good. Um, obviously, these are all really good. I like them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Went through Netflix. There's a yeah. top 15 shows. Right. I like them all. Yeah. When I was on uh, paternity leave, I actually binged uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yes. No, I did not watch it with my almost one-year-old daughter at the time. Um, I watched it during naps. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I didn't put Game of Thrones on there as well. I never thought I would enjoy it just because it seems a little bit too far out there for me. Yeah, me too. I didn't think I, I would I never like got it, into it. But loved it. We've, it, we've it sat on really the, good. The, yeah. the porch talking about before, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Good show. I um, also like to watch some Food Network shows, like competition shows, yeah. like oh. Guy's Grocery Games. Cutthroat Kitchen. Cutthroat Kitchen. Oh, I uh, was so mad when they cut that show. Yeah. I love that show. I don't so think I've watched watch that Watch full one. episodes on YouTube. It's crazy, right? Uh, one thing I will say, I like to watch a lot of sports documentaries. Um, 30 for 30 that ESPN does is awesome. Um, so recently, they just came out with the uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens documentary. It was a four-part uh, series. Right. It was about the 86 Mets. Uh, let's talk about Lenny Dykstra. He looks absolutely <laughs> awful right now. He looked awful in 93, too. He, when for the, he can Phillies barely string Jays. a sentence yeah. together. It's sad. Yes. It is sad. Uh, anyway, and just speaking of sports documentaries before we uh, wrap it up, um, Untold on Netflix, uh, there's five parts to it. Watch the one on uh, crime and hockey. It's about the Danbury Thrashers. Watch that one. Uh, also, uh, the one about Marty Fish and then the Malice in the Palace as well. Yeah, the Malice in the Palace right. one's good, yes. yeah. So. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, friends, how I met your mother. Uh, wow, okay. That's it. <laughs> And, you know, producer Randy likes Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back as we give us and give you our farewell. All right. And that's all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. So make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite Tavistock hop. <laughs> so from all of us, and producer Randy, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the craft beer connoisseurs. <laughs>